Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Evershed Sutherland, Ireland's largest and most established global law firm, with full service teams for your legal and tax solutions. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Kieran McCormick. He's the Managing Director of Select Technology Group. Kieran, you're very welcome to the programme. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now we've loads of exciting news. Uh, the recent acquisition uh, that you had recently, which we're going to come back to. Um, but you, you started life uh, in Lachlanstown, Sandymount. Uh, you're a South Dublin lad. Yes, yes, I am indeed, yes. Um, tell us a little bit about your own family background. Was there any business there or no, no, any no. interest in business? No, well, my, my, my father was, was a carpenter. Um, um, my, my mom had worked in a PwC uh, in a support role for many, many years. I have one brother. And uh, we went through school just normally like anybody else. No real business, commercial backgrounds, no. Okay, so, well, one of your earlier, I suppose, uh, let's call it artistic, entrepreneurial endeavours was that you were a magician for yeah. many years. So yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about getting into that and, and even making a few quid out of it yeah, this in the, the early days. Yeah, it's an unusual one, Bobby, but uh, magic, like when you're growing up as a child like me, Paul Daniels, that's where we all got into magic, magic sets. But mine went a little bit further. I ended up joining the Magic Circle when I was about 13 and I fell in love with magic. I fell in love with performance. And at the age of 16, I ended up starting to work for a magician called Quentin Reynolds. He was a child's entertainer that everybody knew. And he kind of took me under his wing and I ended up becoming a professional magician at the age of 16. No way. Birthday parties, kids shows, and I even worked the boats going to France. And I lived on the the Irish Ferries boat going to France when I was 19, performing magic shows. And they put me through college. Isn't that great? Well, usual. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 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 is that an area that you've held an interest in since those early days? Or uh, yes, well, all this I would put everything down in my own life of success is down to what I learned being a magician. It's the soft skills really that I got from performing. Yeah, it's probably the biggest fear anyone has: standing up in front of people. Love it, and standing up and be able to get a message across and in front of an audience. That's what I got from the magic. So that and dealing with people. Okay, because uh, they, yeah. So you've ended up because you started off. Uh, I suppose you're you're you're. Third level education was in IADT, where you studied film and TV. You later, I think, did a master's in in DCU in uh, education and learning. Mm. So, you know, uh, you weren't early. You you certainly weren't setting yourself up to 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 for a life, I suppose, in uh, electronics retail and uh, as it as it actually became. I didn't sit down and decide to become an entrepreneur. No, that definitely wasn't on my life map. Um, I think opportunities presented... Everyone says you create your own look. And I think uh, opportunities presented themselves at different parts of my life. And as they presented themselves, I took them. And uh, it it brought me to where I was. So you were the creative manager. You ended up working firstly in IADT after you graduated from there. What exactly did you do there? Yeah, I was the uh, the creative manager of a program called Film and Schools. Right. Film and Schools is where we use media a lot like what we're doing now, to educate kids, but by misdirection. So we did script writing, but that was really English. English. We're doing drama, but that was actually the, the acting out the film we were recording. So we integrated that into the curriculum. So that's how I actually fell into Apple. Apple had started to notice what we were doing there. And I ended up moving and traveling the world for Apple, uh, educating ministers and different people around the world of why you'd use Apple technology. Yeah. So I moved into my second job. So then you were approached by, uh, you, be, you after being... Uh, appointed commercial channel manager with Apple. Yeah. You were approached by CompUB to, to run their business. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So, and maybe yeah. you might explain for us, Kieran, 
how the whole Apple reselling actually works. Yeah, it's really unusual. <laughs> well, it's unusual in one way if you're not familiar with it from a commercial perspective. But in simple terms, there are two types. You can buy directly from Apple, apple.com, or in other countries from their own shops. Okay. And they're called Apple retail stores. In everywhere else, there is something called APR, an Apple premium reseller. Lots of acronyms. But what we do is we actually look like an Apple store, we smell like an Apple store, and we sell Apple, and we only sell Apple. And that's what the Apple experience here is in Ireland. So it's, it's an indirect market. Is it a franchise? It's a form of franchise, because yeah. the only difference is, unlike if you pick another brand where their name is over the door, when, when I started with CompuB, it was CompuB's name over the door, not Apple's. Right. That's a, it is a franchise, but with a, with a different flavor, because it doesn't have the Apple name over the door. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's all the products are all Apple, so it's... They're only Apple, yeah. yeah. You, so in, it's exclusive it's, in that sense. In our world, we call that mono brand or single <clears throat> brand. So you're only selling Apple or something that works with Apple. So tell us then about that business and how you built it. You know, you're, you're, we'll, we'll come to the DID acquisition yeah. in a minute, but you're now at 29 stores in Ireland. So six select. There's also 20 stores in the UK. So... Did it start in Ireland with the six stores and you acquired a business in the UK? Yeah, so I mean, uh, it was a family-owned business originally. Uh, Compu B was when I joined. I came in as a uh, professional manager, if that's the, the right phrase for us. As, uh, as the CEO, when I left Apple, it was, there were six stores. There was one in, in the UK in Selfridges. So the Apple store in Selfridges belongs to, 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 to us. And then there was five here. And then we did an acquisition in the UK. So we, we, we layered in 23 new Apple stores in the UK. And that's how it all started to happen. And a number of years ago, we did an MBO. So we actually did a management buyout. And that's how became the entrepreneurial aspect of running the CompuB business, which is now known as Select. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that MBO because it's, it was a great opportunity for you. And was it three colleagues? Yeah. So, so there was four of you. I was going to ask you about, I suppose, the importance of, you know, of partners in that regard. Yeah. Uh, have you found that? I always found partners to be like they were essential to my business model. Yeah. You know, it's about picking the right ones, but it really is a problem shared, isn't it? Yeah. If, if And an opportunity shared yeah, I've as al- well. I've always said that my greatest strength was knowing what I was really poor at. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm poor at a lot of things, right? So partners were so important for me because surrounding yourself with people who are just better than you. And in finance, we have a, like our FD is one of our business partners, our sales director and our retail director. They're all business partners in it. So they bring a phenomenal amount of energy and knowledge and skill. It's so important to, to have those people with me. So I'm very lucky that there's four of us in the game. Yeah, yeah. So then um, we move to the acquisition of DID again, a family business. Yeah. Jerry Hulhan, I would have known uh, the family going way back. Uh, a business that was successful in its own right, but, you know, I'm interested in the synergies and how you're going to drive the synergies now in these two businesses. Everybody's interested in that yeah. question. Yeah, look, DID is a phenomenal brand. It's a family brand. Uh, you, you grew up with it. I grew up with it. My parents grew up with it. And we all shopped there. Family history. So the synergy, number one, is about protecting that name and that brand because it's so important to us. <clears throat> but what they've been well known for is appliances, uh, fridges, freezers, TVs. And they have been in the electronics game for a long time, but not necessarily been pushing that element of, of the business. So the synergies, that's really where they're coming from us. I mean, yeah. expertise in mobile phones, laptops, iPads, watches, mobility, and all of the connected home, bringing that extra layer into the ID and, and growing it out, that's a really big part of that. Yeah. 
And uh, how did that acquisition come about? Or uh, was it something that was bubbling for a while? Or uh, so often these things come from completely left of field. Came from nothing. Yeah. You know, like, like most of these, uh, it's often uh, through the back channel, somebody has a conversation and that conversation gets on your, on, on front of you. Then you immediately think no because you're not thinking about it. And then yeah. all of a sudden you take a step back and go, hang on a second, this is an absolute no-brainer for us. The ability to be able to cross-sell, as in sell the DID product into our select business and, and vice versa. So it came from nowhere. Um, but we're delighted it did and it's going it's to be amazing. Um, so like it, this is now a substantial business. What are you talking? Uh, turnover 250 million plus yeah. uh, in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we said, 29 stores now, a big presence in the UK. Yeah. Like this is, there must be, you must be very excited about yeah. the opportunities going forward. Now we're, we're, we're so excited. I mean, uh, the 260 million uh, revenue turnover is only a starting point. The way we look upon it is we 600 staff, 650 staff. So we look at that as 650 mortgages to pay, yeah. uh, which is really important as a, as a as an owner. So we've got growth uh, in Ireland and growth in the UK. And just recently, we have been appointed by Apple as an Apple premium partner, which means we are the first in all of the UK, an Irish company being the first in all the UK and Ireland to open up the new version of an Apple store. And that's happening in Selfridges on the 19th of this month, <coughs> where it will even be more premium. It'll be more of an Apple experience. And it, it, it's taking down that barrier of what was that franchise look compared to what is an Apple look. So we plan to bring that to Ireland as well. We plan to also bring those experiences into the DID stores. So there's huge synergies and huge growth coming over the next couple of months and years. Is there, is there I suppose it's a good challenge in the sense that, you know, your partnership with Apple is fundamental to your growth and, uh, you know, to the success of your business. But the reliance on, you know, on another partner such as that, does that ever... Uh, cause you sleepless nights? Yeah, uh, look, I mean, I think anybody would be lying if they say that it's not a positive thing to de-risk, you know, yeah. have other opportunities and have other elements around you. But like, we've been with it around Apple for 30 years. Um, and I know we've seen big kings can come and go, like the Motorola's of, of this world, Nokia, but they've been so innovative. And the new technology, even the Vision Pro that's coming out, we're partnering with such a wonderful company that we've got many, many years of of of, uh, of the future with them. So we're very comfortable with that. But now it's really around how do we grow uh, with our other product portfolios and how do we expand and where do we go? And that was the logic of DID being allowing us to bring the new TV market in, in, into Ireland. And there's plenty of growth. Yeah. Ireland, you know, what's your own thoughts, Karen, on, 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 you know, particularly when it comes to, I suppose, selling technology uh, online versus bricks and mortar? Do you, do you feel that people want to come in and, you know, play around with a laptop, yeah. you know, really engage with it yeah. on the basis? Or, and, you know, obviously brand is so important and, you know, the, the credentials of the Apple brand are so strong. Uh, there are two simple differences between online and the real world. People, engaging with amazing people, getting phenomenal uh, expertise and advice on the products you want to, to, to be able to pick and touching. Touching and physically picking that product up and making that decision. The, the world of retail is only, I really strongly believe, has a phenomenal future once you change the in-store experience and make it experiential and make it a brilliant experience. And then online is for the touch points in our world for where we're not. How do we not get there? Of course, we're competing against other e-com businesses that are out there. But when you look at reviews and, and what people say and, and that where how other online business build their whole project around, we can give you 10,000 reviews to tell you why you should buy the product. Those reviews are all uh, 
all come from emotion. You go into a store and talk to an expert, you're going to get facts. Yeah. And that's the massive difference about going into a retail experience. Get the facts at the same price point and take it right there and then. So the, the in-store retail experience has a, a phenomenal future, but it is about the experience and it's about the training. Like, uh, we invest over 10,000 hours of training uh, with, with, our, with our teams every year just so that they are an expert. Yeah, I think that's so important. Finally, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about yourself. Uh, you, you, you've, you've, you've had a challenge that you seem to have uh, conquered uh, magnificently in the sense that you've single-sided deafness yeah. and you wear a, a, a BHA B-A-H-A. A Baha, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so tell me what that is. It's a bone anchor. Anchored hearing aid. Yeah. Uh, and usually, when I, I've always suffered from deafness since I was a child. Uh, in fact, we often joke whether you should talk about this out loud because sometimes you're showing your weakness. I didn't learn the alphabet until I was about 14. And I associated the alphabet with text messaging with the old Nokia phone. Number two was ABC. Three was DEF. Whole reason around uh, being in, 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 in class experience couldn't really hear the teacher all the time and yeah. I missed lots of stuff. So a number of years ago, I decided as a bald man to take the hit and just get the hearing aid. Um, and for two reasons. One, I sit on the board of Chime, which is the National Hearing um, uh, for the Deaf, uh, one of many fantastic uh, 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 charities. The Ba has a bone-anchored hearing aid. It actually is a little button that is uh, drilled into your skull. The hearing aid connects to uh, the skull and bypasses all of the broken parts of my ear. Wow. And it converts the sound. Uh, so again, wonderful technology. Phenomenal technology. Uh, I control it with my phone. One of the major pieces of research, and this is, I think is really important as, as an advocate around this, is that, you know, uh, dementia, there is a huge amount of research to even talk about dementia, that uh, a, a percentile of what causes dementia is actually hearing loss. Yeah. And it can be that, that bit, just that bit, can be reversed with a hearing aid. But wow. most of us as people won't use them. So... I'm quite proud of the piece about talking about it, but yeah. Good man. Uh, and you were recently diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Was, yeah. That, a, was that a bit of a shock to the system or uh, was it something that you, you said, kind of said to yourself, gosh, I knew that all along? Or um, I, Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think the, the, that's another one of those things where you, you're putting your heart out to the world to talk about something. Look, it's always been, obviously it's always been me. You know, yeah. uh, so it hasn't changed anything since where I got to. I think the difference is it helps me understand sometimes the way I think the way I think, which makes you feel better, actually, yeah, if you understand what, what what's going on. But it hasn't changed anything. Uh, but yeah, recently I decided to take the hit and go and, uh, and get the test done. And uh, I'm not surprised. Good man. <laughs> to be honest. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. Kieran McCormick, he's the managing director of the Select uh, technology group that's all those Apple shops and formerly of the uh, the DIDs as well so some empire happening here keep an eye on this man thanks for joining us Kieran. thanks Bobby